This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. When Joe Biden took office, he promised to put environmental justice at the top of his administration's green agenda alongside battling climate change. Environmental justice will be at the center of all we do addressing the disproportionate health and environmental and economic impacts on communities of color, brown, black, Native American, poor whites. But now, activists are worried that the president will not deliver on his pledge. That's because last week, two of the three White House staffers who were primarily in charge of achieving Biden's environmental justice goals resigned. And there's concern that without them guiding policy, things won't improve. Status quo is what put these communities in the situation they're in now. And a lot of the activists I've talked to said that that's not going to change anything if the agencies are doing things the way they always used to do. Today, Politico's Zach Coleman on the future of environmental justice in the White House. It's Friday, January 14th. So, Zach, who were the two people that left the White House Council on Environmental Quality that were tasked with achieving Biden's ambitious environmental justice goals? Yeah, so the people who left were Cecilia Martinez, who really ran the environmental justice shop inside the Council on Environmental Quality, which I'll refer to from here on out as CEQ, and David Kiva, who did a lot of the outreach to environmental groups and environmental justice groups at CEQ. He had been in that role since the administration was in campaign mode. At this point, now we've got those two figureheads for the Biden administration leaving the Biden administration, and it's left a lot of groups a little bit worried. Right, yeah. So who does that leave at CEQ focused on these issues in the White House? So there really were three people that environmental justice groups knew inside the White House and really got to interact with quite frequently. It was Martinez, Kiva, and then Martinez's deputy, Corey Solo. And Corey, for all I know, is still there. And the White House said that they're going to be staffing up and announcing personnel moves. But I think a lot of the environmental justice advocates that I talked to said they liked the whole shop re-envisioned. They felt that it was a little bit too short-staffed, that it wasn't integrated enough in the whole policymaking apparatus at the White House because it was separate from Gina McCarthy's climate policy office, which you really see driving a lot of the climate policy decisions. So I think there's a lot of people there who want to see a little bit of integration of environmental justice outcomes in terms of the broader policymaking at the Biden administration. So what are some of the concerns these advocates have now that these two people are gone? Well, they're concerned that there's just not a priority here for environmental justice. There's a question of if they're going to replace Kiva and Martinez, is it going to be a one-for-one? And there already were concerns that this office was too short-staffed. So I think what a lot of people want to see is let's think about why people might have left. Let's really try to get at the problems here and maybe think about this office in a different way or give it the resources it needs to meet this historic commitment. Martinez's job was new. It was a new position created by the White House, but from the people I talked to, it didn't seem as if they felt that she was empowered to move a lot of those initiatives across the finish line. And these departures also come as there's some crucial deadlines for the Biden administration's environmental justice goals hanging in the balance. Could you talk a little bit more about those? Yeah, so there's a bunch of deadlines coming up for environmental justice policy. I mean, there's this scorecard that's supposed to be published 
in February, which will be the transparent way to track how the administration is actually improving outcomes for environmental justice communities. And there's also a environmental justice screening tool, which is supposed to help identify some of the, quote, disadvantaged communities, end quote, that the Biden administration wants to target with its Justice 40 initiative. That Justice 40 initiative is ensuring that 40% of federal benefits end up in these disadvantaged communities. So that screening tool is something that a lot of advocates have been looking out for. A beta version of that is due in the next few weeks. That's what the White House told me. But another one is CQ has been working on guidance to implement this Justice 40 initiative that is supposed to send to all the agencies, but that has been slow coming. A lot of people think that that has been slow coming because the office has been understaffed. So how has the White House responded to these concerns from environmental justice advocates? The White House has been pretty adamant that environmental justice is part of every federal employee's mandate at this point. They have said that it's not just these three people. It's everybody in Gina McCarthy's office. It's people in the departments and agencies. They keep talking about this whole of government approach to climate and environment. And they say that includes environmental justice too. And, you know, when I talk to environmental justice advocates, they do say that some agencies totally get it. But there are other agencies like USDA that has a long track historical problem with how it has treated black farmers. And there is this sense that if you don't have the White House giving these marching orders on environmental justice and you don't have the environmental justice movement experienced professionals giving those sort of marching orders that you will have this varying interpretation of what environmental justice means and you won't have a coherent outcome that actually moves the needle on environmental justice. Also, last year was the sixth warmest year ever recorded. That's according to data released on Thursday by NASA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and Berkeley Earth, a climate science data nonprofit. The data continues a trend of hotter temperatures driven by human-caused greenhouse gas emissions from burning fossil fuels. Overall, the agencies found that the last seven years was the warmest stretch in recorded history. That matches observations from European Climate Service Copernicus earlier this week. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Carlos Prieto and Raghu Manavalan edited this week's podcast. Nirmal Malaykul is the podcast producer. Jenny Ament is the senior producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back Monday.